They may suck your blood. They may bite your neck. But hey, I don't give a heck. <laughs> that was nice. Um, all right. On this podcast, we're going to start a new segment that I haven't titled yet. What should I title it? This like segment of guessing what the movie is going to be before we watch it. Before the cruise? Before the cruise. Is there like a docking term that we can use? Probably. I'll have to come up with something. I'll have a better name for it in the next podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pre-cruise. Pre-cruise. <laughs> Before the cruise. All aboard? All aboard. All aboard. Oh my gosh. I love it. All <laughs> aboard. Okay. So we both haven't seen the movie. Interview with the vampire, which I've been saying interview with a vampire. And I feel like that's important information. Yeah, I was sure it was a vampire. So this makes me think that there's just the one. Right, just one vampire. Just the vampire. Yeah. And I don't know if it's... Yeah. I, obviously, there's an interview. <laughs> Clearly. I'm going to be really upset with if this interv- this movie does not include an interview. The will, vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't know... Yeah, that that's my only insight into this. I haven't seen any images. I haven't read any any plots or anything like that or any synopsis of the plots. I'm saying plots like there's multiple. I'm sure there's only the one. But there might be. There could be. There could be. So I don't... Yeah, I don't have any context into it. I know Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise is in it. Yes. That's the only... That's the extent of your knowledge. That's the extent of my knowledge. And I don't know which is which if... They're both vampires. If well, one of them's a vampire, it'll be very awkward if it's there's two of them because it's clearly yeah. And well, okay, but it's saying interview with the vampire. So is it just saying they're interviewing one vampire? There might be only there might be only one vampire being interviewed, or in the world, or in existence. We and, don't know. Yeah, there's I don't know. Um, I think it would be very funny if it was just kind of like an interview and they both show up as vampires <laughs> and it's very awkward. And they're it's what like, if it's like a job interview? Oh, I what didn't if it, think about that. It, I was thinking more of a like a news type of interview or a press junket. <laughs> <laughs> press junket for the movie they have coming out. For the movie they have come out, they they have coming out yeah. later. So yeah, I don't know. Um, a job be, interview would be very funny. Like that would be trying to, somebody's trying to hire a vampire for yeah whatever reason. And what if it's Brad Pitt interviewing Tom Cruise for a job as a vampire? Like Tom Cruise is a vampire. He's being interviewed and Brad Pitt's the boss. He's trained to hire Jessica. I didn't have any expectations before this. Now I do. (laughs) If it's not that I'm not going to like the movie. I'm going to be very upset. And I don't feel like, I feel like interview as well. I feel like it'd be very ahead of its time if it was mockumentary style. Cause I, so I don't think that it is. Yeah. And, and yeah, so there is a mockumentary with the, it has vampires out now. What we do in the shadows, which is a great, I know I need to see it. I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, that would be super ahead of the time. And the fact that this is before all of the twilight, all of the zombie craze. Yeah. This is, you said early nineties, right? 94. Yeah. Um, off mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So 94. So it was, it was way before that. It's, it's going to be interesting. So I'm really hoping that, uh, it is kind of the plot that you laid out. I really feel like it's probably Tom Cruise's scariest movie. If I'm being honest, I'm a little nervous. I feel like it's. I feel like it has some like horror elements in it. I'm not ready for it. I think whatever happens, Brad Pitt's gonna save the day. Of course, you always think that, and he always does. <laughs> but so, so does Tom Cruise. So like, how can they can't uh, both? I don't know. Tom Cruise doesn't always save the day. He's he, he's sometimes. Have you seen the Mission Impossible?s You have. We watched them together. Yeah. Have you seen Tropic Thunder? I have not. Yeah. 
He does not save the day in that one. Does not save the okay. day. Okay. Well, so, spoiler alert. Jeez. Well. Just teasing. It's all, uh, I guess it's all relative in how you perceive things. But needless to say, I think that whatever, however it shakes out, Brad Pitt's going to be the hero. Okay. We know two things for sure. Well, not even that. There's going to be an interview <laughs> and there's going to be a vampire. There's some type of interview and there's some type of vampire probably. I think we could probably say that with almost complete certainty. I, I You know, I don't know. There might not even be a vampire. It might be some type of uh, metaphorical thing. Oh my gosh. I like, would be okay with that. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. All right. But there's only one way to find out. We got to dig in. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see we get started. So you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200 years. From the novel by Anne Rice. From Neil Jordan, the director of The Crying Game. I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore, does it? His name is Lestat. What if I could give it back to you? Pluck out the pain and give you another life. One you could never imagine. I can see you lying on a bed of satin. He chose one man. He gave him infinite power. Eternal life and a daughter who would be forever young. This is the only real evil left. And then he took the light of day. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas, Kirsten Dunst, and Christian Slater. Interview with the vampire. Welcome to episode three of the Booze Cruise podcast, um, where we are doing interview with the vampire. Um, the Vampire Chronicles, I believe, is the subtitle for this movie, um, which I think is an important distinction. Yes, interview with the vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Um, it is based off of a book series called The Vampire Chronicles, written by a woman named Anne Rice, um, which she got the screenplay credit, but apparently somebody else helped her write this movie. So, But that's how it all works out in Hollywood. Um, my guest for today is Justin Bowe, um, who we affectionately call J-Bowe. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how they talked in the movie. Um our drink for today is um, Forever Young is the name of the cocktail, which is perfect um, because the like tagline, yeah, just like the song Forever Young, which is perfect. And I actually didn't, I, I keep like um, fessing up to stuff on the podcast that I, <laughs> I did it on accident, <laughs> but um, the tagline for the movie is actually drink from me and live forever. So um, this drink is kind of perfect for Ever Young, uh, as far as that yeah. goes. Um, and the director for this movie is Neil Jordan. Um, I, we were sort of right. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't off. We weren't. To- I mean, we missed a lot of stuff in the middle. 
Yeah, but the the key tenants were all there. Yes. There were some vampires. There was an interview. There was an interview. Which we never really got the why for the interview, right? No, I don't know if he, I don't think he even said in the beginning of what, I mean, they said how they kind of met. Yeah, but he was like, you brought me up here. And I'm like, but why? Why did, why was Brad Pitt wanting to be interviewed? I mean, I, my thought was it was because he wanted to tell the story and, but I don't know like what. I mean, like, I guess, how much can we give away? I, I honestly, I have no idea what we just watched. Okay, so I don't let's just even know that. I don't openly. even. Yeah, I don't okay. even know that I could recommend it honestly for somebody to watch. So I don't really even care if we give a lot of stuff. I really away. liked it. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, Brad Pitt was the hero. Like I, I always totally loved Brad Pitt. called that. You did totally call Brad Pitt being the hero. And um, Tom Cruise is only in like half the movie, mm-hmm. which was shocking to me because he's like you know it's him and brad pitt like everybody talks about this movie like it's him and brad pitt and brad pitt isn't it yeah. way more than tom cruise i wonder if that's why they brought him back at the end at the end that was, was weird the, was ending? We- the ending was weird but to go back to what i was saying i think the reason that he was interviewed was that because the, the whole context of the movie right is that he's trying to kind of or he holds on to this humanistic feeling and mantra of, of right like he's the only vampire regret. who yeah yeah has like feels emotion feels emotion feels regret yeah. doesn't want to kill and so i think he was wanting to tell his story to the to anybody that would hear and especially like an interview because he says something along the lines of oh you're just like the rest of them mm. and i think it was he wants to tell the story he wants to for there to be that kind of empathetic ear yeah and for somebody to kind of hear and, and understand as opposed to being like oh you're a vampire give me eternal life yeah and I think that's the thing that he's fighting all the time is. Well, he kind of wants him to like heed his warning to some degree. Like it's not the paradise that like yeah. eternal life is not really like the or eternal youth. Yeah. And that he seems to be the only one because of that humanistic like desire to actually know and feel that. Right. Yeah. And that's what Antonio, Antonio Banderas's character was kind of attracted to in him was the fact that he wasn't like everybody else. He wasn't like all the other vampires that just wanted to kill without regret and just had that kind of animalistic feeling and hunger. He actually had some depth to him. Yeah. And I think that's something that his character, Louis was, was trying for and, and was hoping to, I guess, to get it in either widespread media or even just the connection with the individual Christian Slater's character, the interviewer to kind of just, lay it out and say hey right like this is kind of nuts this is a crazy story right. can you believe these people and then his response was you idiot i want to be alive forever i want your power of right court. you know and like he was like shit it was another failure can yeah. I cuss in this? yes you can <laughs> sorry mark and karen ross <laughs> um give me like um just for those people who haven't seen it Maybe like what I would consider like the elevator pitch summary of this movie. So you have like an elevator ride to explain to somebody what this movie is about. Okay. Yeah. So the movie, you want like a plot synopsis? Or yeah. You want like a, kind like of a how, plot like, synopsis. Okay. So like what happens? Okay. So what happens? Um, so we start off with Brad, char- Brad character. Brad character. <laughs> Brad, Pitt's Brad Pitt's character. Brad Pitt's character. <laughs> Uh, having kind of be, being depressed, having lost his wife and child in, in the child's childbirth and just wanting to die. 
Tom Cruise's character, who is a vampire, comes along and uh, says, I'll give you this choice. I'll, I can either kill you now because I'm going to suck your blood. That's going to happen regardless. Or I can have you or you can live forever and be able to, you know, kind of which I always thought like in the movie, I thought it was kind of a weird choice based on what happens afterwards. But right. he was like, no, I want to have this. I want to have eternal life. I don't want to die right now. He gives him that choice. He chooses to live forever and turns him into a vampire. So they kind of start mingling and meandering together. And um, Brad Pitt is unequivocally not satisfied and doesn't want to kill anybody at all, any human. So he ends up just like drinking rat's blood and all kinds of like chickens and stuff like that. And um, Tom Cruise's character is... Uh, what was it? Lassie yet? Laf- Lestrat. Lestrat. Lassie is <laughs> really... Lestrat, who will now be referred to as Lassie. Is definitely on the on the wavelength of, I'm just here to kill, I'm here to drink. He's trying to get Brad Pitt's character, Louis, to do the same and to be the same way. He just doesn't and he's not. he doesn't want to do it. Eventually, a, a little girl, Kirsten Dunst's character, Claudia, comes in, and Louis gets to the point where he just needs to drink human blood. He drinks her blood, and Lassie comes in, and uh, essentially, before she dies, turns her into a vampire as well. Yes. Uh, fast forward, they're kind of becoming this weird, dif- dysfunctional family. This is a really long elevator, by the way. It's super long. <laughs> it's like the um, like the Empire State Building elevator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they end up um, kind of becoming this dysfunctional family where they'll hunt together, and Louis kind of like the really affectionate parent. Uh, Lassie is the really kind of stringent, like wants her to be a hunter type of of parent, which I guess that's another type of parent. <laughs> Well, it's like, um, I think he actually says in the movie like he's more of a mentor. Yeah, like takes it. Yeah, it takes it to be more of a mentor yeah. of how to kill and hunt and and be a vampire, all that good stuff. And so um, they kind of had this happy family for a while until Claudia starts to realize she was kind of put in this position without her consent. She feels like she's really young. She's like nine or something like that. She's so, 12, twelve when she tur- gets turned into a vampire, and then it's like thirty years have passed. She's like a forty-two-year-old in like a twelve-year-old body. Yeah, exactly. And so she doesn't want to do that. She gets really upset. Long story short, ends up killing Lassie in a fit of rage. <laughs> and it's gruesome. Yeah, it's really gruesome. Lassie comes back, kills him again. It's this whole deal. Um, so, anyways, the two of them, Louis and Claudia, end up going to um, to England, I think. Paris, Paris, yeah. Paris, to um, search out kind of answers of who they are, why they are. Well, and they're like, and they're kind of like trying to find other vampires. Yeah, so they they yeah. feel like they're the only ones. They they're searching the whole time. They don't know what's going on. They don't know again who they are. They don't have any sense of identity. Um, and so after a while, they end up finding some, but they are more of the Lassie type of vampires for the most part, except for in Antonio Banderas. He kind of has this, he's the oldest vampire in the world, they say. 400. 400 years old. And he ends up um, taking a liking to to Louis, whether that be... Everybody's attracted to Louis. Yeah, sexual or not. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, and so they end up going through and um, the, the rest of the vampires consider Claudia, because she's so young, to be kind of an abomination um, and then they realize that they killed Lassie, which is a, another bad crime, apparently, to kill other vampires. Yeah. And so they set out to 
to kill Claudia, this other new vampire lady that was kind of her, I don't know, not mentee, I guess, but kind of. Yeah, well, she killed him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, down with you. Yeah, and then uh, sentence Louie into this like eternal damnation by being alive upside down in a coffin. Yeah. Sounds like that sucks. And so um, Antonio Banderas saves the day. Claudia, unfortunately, gets killed in the sunlight via the torture. Uh, along with a lady, and so Louis Brad Pitt's character enacts revenge, which is very awesome and very cool. <laughs> Sets the whole place on fire, gets a sigh, and just starts killing everybody, cutting them it's in half. True. Antonio Banderas uh, saves uh, saves the day, kind of takes him away, and um, and then he just kind of wanders around for a while, and then goes back to America, kind of just. I don't know, finds Lassie again. Well, I think it's the house that they were, because it's like on fire, which they that's how they kind of destroyed it the first time. I think uh, he's sitting so he's in just, their house. Yeah, so Lassie's just still sitting in the house, hanging Literally, out. I wrote down, I was like, has he been sitting in that chair for 200 years? Because he still has like the garments on of like the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, has he just been sitting there? Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Yeah, so it's really strange. Um, and then... Uh, they kind of end the interview there. Christian Slater. It's like, wants, that can't be it. He basically yeah. like comes to the conclusion like, no, my life is empty because it just doesn't have any meaning. Yeah, exactly. Brad Pitt does. And yeah, so, yeah. And then Christian Slater is like, no, that, that can't be it. Now you got to turn me into a vampire. Brad Pitt just kind of like flexes his muscles. Christian Slater gets freaked out and, and leaves. And then um, Lassie shows up again. Somehow Tom Cruise is in the back of this guy's convertible in <laughs> convertible Mustang in, in San Francisco. San Francisco. Even yeah. though the last time we saw him, he was like literally on death, decrepit, or, yeah. sitting in a chair yeah. in New Orleans. So if I had a if I had to sum up the whole movie, <laughs> I would say it is a tale of getting eternal life, which a lot of people think that they want, not being fulfilled and not having a companion to share that with. Yeah, I think like the, like everyone's, I don't know, like I just, I thought about, I was like the moral implications of that. Like if you could live forever, like on this earth, like would you choose that? And how really not fun that actually is. Yeah. And how like, like the, it's kind of, it seems like freedom, but it's not, it's kind of like a cage. It's a little bit of like imprisonment. Yeah, it's strange. What I don't get about the whole thing is vampires still die. You know, it's right. not well. That's what like she life. Well, and like it's like eternal youth almost. It's kind of like because they they stay the age whatever they are. Yeah. When they are turned into a vampire, so yeah, it's yeah. not even eternal life. It's like eternal youth. Yeah. And if he's so empty and everything, like why doesn't he just walk out into the sun? Yeah, that's I didn't get that part. You know, like what what's the point if you're like what's the point i really did this movie really solidified for me that i have i don't like vampires i don't like the concept of it i don't find it appealing i don't get why people are fascinated with the vampire the idea of vampires i mean i think it and let me say this first my favorite part about the entire movie was watching your reactions (laughs) Constant wincing, constant kind of looking away, kind of towards me, kind of not. 
It was it, great. Okay, so here's a really, really fun trivia fact. Hold on, I have to look it up because I was on a plane earlier today and I couldn't write these down, so I just screenshot some of the trivia that I looked up. Um, and it was my favorite piece of trivia that I found out. Yeah. Um, Oprah Winfrey walked out of the premiere during the first reel, disgusted by the amount of blood in the film. <laughs> well. I just love that... Oprah and I, 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 I feel you, Oprah. Like, hmm. she showed, she came to the premiere and was like, nah, dog, I'm out. Yeah. I can't. She might love bread. She does not love blood. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, that, it, it's very, I, what was it, like, five minutes into the movie, I was like, That's, this is a lot of blood. Yeah, there is it's, a lot of blood. It's a it, vampire movie. I understand that. I don't think I mentally prepared for that. <laughs> because um. I just was like... Uh, like it's just it's a lot it's a lot of blood kudos to them it all looked very real like as far as like the practical effects of it yeah they did a good job with that not that i think that blood's a hard effect to pull off but it was impressive yeah yeah there's a lot of blood um the whole vampire thing in general i'm not a huge fan of i and I, i think it's it's because the mentality of it falls apart really quickly for me as we were just talking about right right. like it doesn't actually add up i mean yeah it's just kind of it's it's the eternal life you can't get sick you can't die until you die (laughs) you know like you know and it's yeah it's obviously there's let's if you consider that kind of a power of i'm not i can't get sick if somebody knocks me out i'm not gonna have brain whatever that is there's i guess there's that but on the other side of it is needing to drink human blood in order to stay alive or drink blood to stay alive. It's just kind of a, it's always been a weird, like, no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel. I'm like, I just, I'm not, I don't really get the fascination with it. I really don't. Yeah. Well, and I would say like, if, if you're in the situation like Lassie's character was where (laughs) you just get turned into a vampire and you're like, well, this is kind of my lot in life. Yeah. I don't have regret. I don't have any kind of emotional empathy or anything like that. I'm just going to go kill people and drink their blood. And this is kind of what I do. And this is who I am. It's kind of like, I get that. Yeah. You're, it's not a choice. You're not like, Oh, I'm going to live forever. Do this to me, vampire, which a lot of the people in the movie did. Yeah. And that's, that is a kind of a weird thing to me. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you know, just you're immortal until you step into a very common thing that happens. Sun. Right, right. It's something you know, that happens get, every day. Or you're day. on fire. Yeah. Or a number of other things can happen to you. Yeah. And you're, you're. It's just kind of. It's, it's never been appealing to me as, as a narrative device. Yeah. I think this was really interesting. This is an interesting take with somebody that turns into a vampire and, once that turns into it and isn't satisfied with it because of, kind of the ramifications of having to kill people and and still feeling that, that guilt and everything. So I thought as far as the story goes, I thought that was really cool and really interesting, but I didn't, I didn't understand why he just didn't kind of end it if he wanted to. Right. You know, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm cursed with it. It's like, nah, dog, you can just kind of walk into sun and yeah. Or a fire and, and or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I advocate that. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there if, are options. <laughs> there <laughs> are options out there. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, it was I thought it the was moral be- dilemma of it all, I think, was what made it interesting. I literally, though, like I. I took down some notes. First of all, I think it's interesting that you enjoyed it and I really 
really didn't. It felt like a four-hour movie to me. I was it like, felt way longer than it should have. Yeah, I was like, why? Where is this going? When is it going to end? Um, but it has a 62% tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And an 86% audience score. I can feel that. Which I am shocked by because if I had to give it a score on a scale of one to ten like maybe a three really you really didn't like it now how much of that do you feel like is it being a vampire movie and a horror movie it's not even that I thought the script was bad I didn't think the script was that great I thought the script was fine really yeah I didn't love it why I don't know I just some examples now I don't have examples because I don't remember anything but see that's the thing is I don't there's nothing that memorable that stood out to me so uh, do you know what I mean? Like I didn't leave going like, oh, this scene was really great, or I remember I this there was line. A couple of ones, and there was a lot of few and far between lines that were like that. I mean, as far as like there, there wasn't a ton of them, but there was definitely these summaries that they would say to kind of move into the next act that I thought were really, really good. Yeah, and and they're not they weren't like really, really good in the sense of like it was mind blowing, but it was like okay, this wraps up kind of the feeling of everything and right. I mean, I thought Kirsten Dunst's character was, or her, not her character, her as an actress, actor, is was amazing for how young she was at the time. Oh, yeah, and 100%. The dialogue that they're, this old English dialogue that they were that's having true. her do, and the emotions that she was kind of carrying as a 12-year-old that's supposed to be... 42. 42. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought, you know, as much as... Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise's character. I don't. I honestly don't like period pieces that take place in this time period. Typically, yeah, I don't and either. Old English, yeah, type of 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 speech. I don't. I don't like it. And this, I felt, I was captivated enough by the acting, by the story, the dialogue, to and the situations to to stick up with it and be like, okay, this doesn't feel like nearly as long as something like Road to Perdition or. Not even yeah. that's, that's the same time period, but yeah, uh, where it just feels that's like like it's dragging out a little bit more. Yeah, I thought the acting actually was pretty good. Yeah, like for what they and I think it was like a really, um, in like a weird way, I felt like it was kind of a perfect role for Tom Cruise. He's a little crazy in this movie. His character is like a little crazy. Yeah, like he's bloodthirsty. He's just not unlike normal Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think he's just kind of like, um, he's very intense in this movie, but I think that fits Tom Cruise really well. And I think it's, he doesn't have, um, I think what I'm finding too is like when I went through the list of movies that I haven't seen him in, a lot of them, a lot of the movies I have seen him in are action roles. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's what he's like known for. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's like, you know, best at. That's his, what he loves doing. Um, so it's really, really interesting for me to see him in a role like this, with like the same intensity of like an action role that's not action based, right. if that makes sense. No, it does. And I thought he did a really, I was like, it kind of, but it's really, so this is a fun trivia fact is that Anne Rice, the woman who wrote the books um, that this movie is based off of, um, refused to see the movie when they cast Tom Cruise because she thought he was such a terrible cho- casting choice. Hmm. Um, flat out refused to see it. And then the producers like sent her a copy and were like, please watch this. And she like did a complete 180 and was like, oh my gosh, she was perfect for this role. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, that, that You have to just feel like an idiot at that point. What the, the author? Yeah. You have yeah. to be like, uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I was so wrong. I love it. Now I can't take that back because I was so adamantly against it. Because you know, like, right? Oh yeah. You know that's out in the press. That's like. Oh yeah. Well, know. it did. It actually like caused it, like it almost like tanked because she did that. But then she kind of like recanted and came out um and said like no 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 he's great but here's the roles that he like the big roles he did leading up to this movie are risky business top gun um the color of money cocktail rain man um days of thunder far and away a few good men in the firm and then interview with a vampire so thinking about where that falls in his like career and then the next movie that came out after this the first mission impossible mm-hmm. so I don't, I kind of feel like I'm like, yeah, if you look at his like film, his filmography up to that point, I don't know that I would have agreed that he was good casting for that. I don't know. Days of Thunder. I've never seen Days of Thunder though. So Mm. I don't know, but he's kind of like, but he plays like that. And I guess to some degree, like this character is very charming. Like he has to be kind of charming, but he's crazy. And I don't think you've seen crazy Tom up to this point. I, I think you get a little bit of that in Days of Thunder. Do you? A little bit. See, I don't know. I've never watched it. A little tinge of it because it's, it's more of like he he often will play that man obsessed role, right? Yeah. Like there's a moment in almost all of his roles that I can kind of think of, where he, he does have that charisma. He does have that kind of, I don't know, just charm about him. Yeah. But there's an, a a tinge of crazy that he gets into him, like where he's going over the top and he's. Yeah jumping on couches and stuff like that <laughs> where you feel like, Oh, okay. He, the intensity that he brings to the role as an actor is like, I don't know. It can be, it can be, it's almost palpable a lot of times wh- however he wants to go, whether it be really calm and chill, yeah. but he can fly Make off the big. handle yeah, really, yeah. really quickly when it comes to, he had a scene in this movie where he kind of, he went off the handle. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Like, there's the intensity kind of stays. How much he's in the character kind of stays true, no matter what, and he can kind of channel it however he needs. And I think it, you can kind of see that in most of his roles that I can think of. Where, um, you know, maybe not like Top Gun, but Days of Thunder. I think there's a couple of moments where, yeah, he. It's more like a man obsessed. Yeah. Again, as opposed to, um, uncontrollable. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, some of my notes were uh, the Vampire Chronicles. Was it supposed to be the first cinematic universe? <laughs> like, was this supposed to be multiple movies? Maybe. I mean, it did. It seems like it did well. So if it was supposed to be, then it didn't. I guess it doesn't. It, they kind of left it open ended. It could have come back. I think Tom Cruise should bring it back up again. Yeah, it still can. They can still do this. Yeah, I Brad think they Pitt should. now is a vampire. I know. Forget about it. Forget forget about it. Yeah. Um, I definitely wrote modern day question mark. Definitely thought it took place in like the 1800s. And then like two notes down, I went, oh, okay. It does take place <laughs> in 1791. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, what? Yeah. I was like getting almost like a, um, a meet Joe black vibe from Brad Pitt sort of at the beginning with his mm. suit and his like, you know, longer hair. Yeah. Um, and then I said, how big of a deal was it in 1994 that Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise were in a movie together? It seems, I mean, like right now we look at it and we're like, oh my gosh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, like huge movie stars. And you're like, and this was the movie they were in? Like of all the movies that they've bo- they've done, <laughs> this was the one they did together? Like it's kind of bizarre, but was it a big deal in 1994? 
I don't know. I again, I like the movie, so it makes sense. I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> I'm like, I was seven when this movie came out, so obviously I didn't see it uh, then. But I'm like, it had to have been a big deal, right? Tom Cruise is at least like Tom Cruise is a big deal at this point. I mean, he got the Mission Impossible franchise after this movie. Was so, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. I don't know what he was in up to this point, but I mean, he'd been in stuff, right? Sure. Like, let me look it up really fast, um, because. When was like Thelma and Louise was like his big kind of breakout role. Um, let's see here. But he obviously wasn't like leading in Thelma and Louise. No, 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 no. But every bit, that's when he kind of made like a name for himself. Oh yeah. He was in a bunch of TV shows. Let's see. Thelma and Louise was 91. Um, a river runs through. It was kind of a big deal. Uh, Legends of the fall. It wasn't till after interview with the vampire. So this was still kind of new for Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean, and I think Tom Cruise was top billed in the opening credits, right? Yeah, he was. And Seven came out the next year. So, yeah, I mean, he, it probably wasn't that big of a deal. He was probably just, I mean, he was obviously a leader, but yeah. cast is, is or, Isn't it kind of crazy, like, in retrospect, though, like, how big of a deal it is that they, like, headlined this movie? And, like, Kirsten Dunst yeah. is a big name, and she was 12. Yeah. Antonio Banderas? I mean, come on. It's, like, actually got a pretty Antonio big Banderas cast. is probably a little bit more popular then, right? Oh, yeah. It had to be. Yeah. Zorro was, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I think it was it was great casting. Um, I, thought it I, was, I thought it was interesting that Brad Pitt had dark hair and Tom Cruise had blonde hair. Yeah, that In is this movie, like, opposite of what they, like, normally have. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, I wrote, does not look good as a blonde. No, he looks like a vampire. <laughs> he like really, really is not attractive as blonde. Um, I, at this point in the movie, I wrote the note, why did they agree to do this movie? <laughs> because it's a good movie. I really was. I'm shocked. I was expecting to turn this thing on and you'd be like, what did we just watch? Because that's no. how I felt. And you were like, I loved it. No, it was great. Oh my gosh. I The other thing too that I noticed when they... Um, when Tom Cruise's character, uh, Lassie, uh, bites um, Brad Pitt's character, Louie, mm-hmm. and he starts to turn into a vampire, he, like, the teeth just, like, come in. Mm-hmm. Like, he just gets the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, does nobody notice the teeth? Mm. It seems very apparent, like, physically that they are different. And sure. they're just, like, hanging out at parties with like normal people and nobody's like, why yeah. are their eyes so weird? Why can we see their veins? Why do they have such sharp teeth? <laughs> uh, the better to eat you. With. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of always assume that there's a level of charming that happens as part of like the vampire ways. Um, especially after, you know, there's a couple of times where they, people get bitten and you mentioned this, they're not like, ouch, yeah. what are you doing? Don't bite me. They're yeah, kind it's of like in, an intoxication kind of almost. Yeah, like they're kind a, of entranced. Yeah. They're kind of uh, until they realize or see it and they're like, what the heck's going on? This is nuts. And so I, I don't know if that plays into it at all. I'm sure it does. I mean, they kind of like, they allude to that like a little bit. Yeah. I was I was kind of taken aback by how sexual it felt when they were like, <laughs> Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it, it was just confusing <laughs> to me. It it felt very like sensual when they were yeah eating people. Yeah, especially the Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise uh, double team. Uh, I wasn't gonna say that. Your words, not mine. <laughs> 
That's the first one, though. That's the one they should. It's like the first time they're kind of like no, out I mean, as bros. I mean, when Tom Cruise or when Lassie bites Louie. Oh, and like yeah, yeah, ship yeah. And stuff, and they're I like get what you're saying. Floating up, they get these like really tights on the eyes, and it's like you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I feel really weird right now. <laughs> um, I need an adult. I know. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see what else did I have? Oh, they Antonio Banderas is in the opening credits. Like they show his name, yeah. and we both at the same time we're like an hour into the movie, and I'm like, where the heck is Antonio Banderas? Yeah. And then literally like two minutes later, he shows up. Yeah, and his character is kind of weird. Also, the other thing that I wrote yeah. down was like, why? So, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, their eyes are really bright and weird looking. But Kirsten Dunst never do that. And none of the other vampires in Paris that they run into at that vampire theater have those eyes. So why is it just Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt? Maybe because they're the leading men. <laughs> Could be, but that doesn't seem like a valid explanation. No, yeah, I don't know if it's valid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I didn't think about it. I didn't notice it till like towards the end where I was like, oh, they just have like brown eyes. Like I just realized it. I was like, oh, there's yeah. like normal. Yeah, I don't know. Because to me, that seems like more of a believable, like, oh, we're out in public and like people don't know we're vampires because our eyes yeah. aren't weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. The 1800s. Yeah, weird, I mean, the same, it same with the teeth and stuff too. It's just kind of like, I think they're, it's probably a device for the viewers to kind of be like, oh, right, vampire, not vampire. Until, but then, yeah, once you get into a room full of vampires where you know everyone's a vampire, you don't have to yeah. put in contact lenses. <laughs> Which, that's a funny, so here's another fun fact. Um, I got to find it. But the uh, the amount of, so all the actors playing vampires were required to hang upside down for up to 30 minutes at a time during the makeup application. This would force all of the blood in their bodies to rush to their heads causing the blood vessels in their face to bulge out. The makeup artist would then trace over the swollen veins, creating the eerie translucent, translucent skinned vampire look. Unfortunately for the actors, they would have to repeat the process several times over as the blood would quickly drain from their heads. This in part accounts for the lengthy makeup process. And then another thing that I read was that um, Brad Pitt actually tried to get off of the movie after he had shot a few scenes because of the he was like the contacts were miserable and that process he was like um yeah so about that is there any way i can get out of this project and they were like well it's gonna cost us like 40 million dollars to recast you and he was like okay i'll just suck it up yeah that's dumb yeah that they made you do that like it was 94. They didn't have a whole lot of technology, you know? I don't think you need technology to draw some veins in someone's <laughs> face. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to... It's it, like, get some white... I don't I don't know these terms, but white foundation and a blue marker, right? Like Right, but I think, like, because they had such close-ups, like, if their veins were, like, bulging out and it wasn't, like, traced over their actual veins, like, would it have been distracting? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Like, not for Nobody that. Nobody would have gave... Not for that uh, at dang... all care oh my god because it, yeah like that that seems like some makeup uh artist from and like that's currently in college being like hey you know what would be really interesting <laughs> let's make them hang upside let's down make them, yeah because then they're the blood's gonna and like that's kind of what <laughs> i thought when you were gonna say what you were gonna say was it was like a method acting oh yeah where you're gonna have to hang upside down so you like know what it feels like to be like a vampire you're a friggin bat. <laughs> but it's even dumber that the makeup 
team had them do that because that's well, stupid. And it's so dumb because it's like, well, they're like, and it would like they would stand up and it would go away really quickly. I'm like, yeah, have them draw them on upside down. Why you, wasn't that happening? You don't. None of it. You don't have to do any of it. <laughs> like the vein thing wasn't even that cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Um, did you write any other notes down before I, oh. before I figure out, I need to go through my trivia stuff. I have a lot of notes. Okay. Hit me with them. Okay. San Fran is my first note. San Fran. It takes place in San Francisco. I know. I was shocked. Like it was like modern, well not modern day, but like the nineties. Yeah. That was kind of shocking. But then you, like you said, it kind of popped back into not being that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so. like, what modern day? And I was like, oh no, 17. Um, then I have Brad Pitt equals vampire. <laughs> actual interview double underlined nice actual tom cruise equals also a vampire nice blood sucking is overly sexual we talked about that already (laughs) um yeah we talked about that um one of the themes that keeps coming up is the choice that tom cruise's character lassie gives louis yeah Uh, and he says that again um I think a few times throughout. Yeah, of, I'm gonna give you the choice I never had. I, yeah, I never had. Yeah, right. And he seems kind of bitter about it. I, I wonder if that plays into a vampire's regret or lack thereof of like this was just kind of thrown upon me, so I'm gonna do it. Right. Whereas both, uh, both Louis and Claudia have those moments of, of regret. Claudia less so because, and they mentioned that in the movie, she's kind of a wild, like just a child. Yeah. And so she has hunger and she has this power that she can use. And so yeah. she does it kind of uncontrollably, but she still has that moment eventually of like, why did you do this to me? Why? And it's, you know, seemingly there's the other vampires around don't have that. Right. 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 And yeah. I wonder if that's because they were just turned into vampires. And right. That. Um, it seems kind of like a jerk move, though, to turn somebody into a vampire and make them suck your blood. If right. You <laughs> it if is kind of a jerk move. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, the next note I have is Jess's reactions. Those were great. <laughs> I was wincing a lot. There were, like it a was, lot. It was pretty graphic. At one point, you see a man's chest cavity. Like, yeah. he's cut in half, and you see his chest cavity. I was, was not. Cool. Pre- I was not prepared for that. That was cool. Oh, my gosh. I thought there was a lot of interesting lore. Yeah. Well, they were kind of talking about it in the beginning, Christian Slater. Uh, you know, what about crucifixes? Can you... Oh, the garlic. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Wooden no, I love... Through the heart. I, yeah, yeah. None of that's true. But I do have to sleep in a coffin. Yeah, yeah. And I do have to drink blood. And a lot of those things kind of come into the plot devices for the movies later, or for the movie later. Yeah. But they don't really, like, discuss... I just thought it was interesting. Like, why not? Why yeah. not just go with the normal vampire lore? Right, right, right. Why'd she switch uh, it up? Yes, a, a, you know, a stake through the heart. That will kill me. Yeah. That um, You can see the reflections in a bunch of mirrors. There's mirrors throughout. Yeah. So you can see that, which is kind of a vampire lore thing. Um, it, I just thought that was really interesting. Like, why, why some and why not the others? Why be that on the nose and talk about it like that? Like, no, some of it's kind of dumb. But yeah. <laughs> like, other parts are very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Maybe it's I didn't an exposition tool. I don't know. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting. One of the quotes that I did like was, evildoers taste better. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was really neat. Um, let's see. Brad Pitt with long hair. I have that as a note. That was pretty cool. <laughs> After he ends up leaving 
or killing everybody. I was like, oh, is is he the only one? Right. I thought that was what the kind of the ending was going to be like interview with the vampire. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, he killed everybody. Yeah. So he really is the only vampire. But yeah. then Tom Cruise popped up at the end. Yeah. And Antonio Banderas' character, he just yeah. kind of leaves. Right? Yeah. Like so no, he's still out there. Yeah. He could still be out Presumably there. still the oldest vampire. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's all. Unless that's he accidentally walked outside and like the sun was out and he was like, that's, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so some fun trivia from this movie. I've already talked through some of it, but um, uh, Christian Slater was actually given that role after River Phoenix died. So he was actually supposed to play, Joaquin Phoenix's brother, River, was supposed yeah. to play that role. And um, he died, and so he couldn't play it. So they cast Christian Slater. Um, How did he die? <laughs> by a vampire. Um, but the really cool thing is that Christian Slater actually donated his $250,000 salary to two of Phoenix's favorite charities. Oh, that's sweet. And I was like, that was really nice of him um, to do that. The crazy thing is that he got paid $250,000 to be in like five scenes of that movie. That's great. That's a, that's a solid work day. That is a solid, I know. And it's all in one room except for the driving on the golden gate bridge. Um, Johnny Depp was actually offered the role of Lestat, AKA Lassie, AKA Tom Cruise. Um, which I think would have been an interesting casting choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I could have seen that. I, could see I think that he would have played it weirder and not so intense. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Cruz brings the intensity um, of Lassat, but it Lassat being more weird would have played just as well, I think. Yeah. Well, here's another casting thing. Oh. Anne Rice, the author, met with Tom Hanks to take the part of Lestat after seeing his performance in Philadelphia, but Hanks turned on the part in order to star in Forrest Gump. Good call on everybody's part there. On every... I cannot Anne Rice see, is awful. She I, needs to she, stop. <laughs> she's like, you know what? Tom Cruise, ugh, but Tom Hanks would have killed it. Did she write anything else? Um, yeah, she's written a lot of weird stuff. You should yeah. check her out. I don't know. Maybe no. maybe you'd like her stuff. Um, Doubt it. I cannot picture Tom Hanks in that role. No. I picture him as Forrest Gump in that role. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. Life um, is like a pint of blood. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> um, this is interesting. Tom Cruise prepped for the role by watching videos of lions attacking zebras in the wild. I feel like that says everything you need to know about Tom Cruise. To be fair, I get it. I it's see it. Kind of accurate. I see it. Yeah. Um, also, another casting was Daniel Day Lewis was originally given the part of Lestat, but dropped out weeks before filming. Daniel Day Lewis would have been good too. He's kind of yeah. got that crazy, but he probably would have been too method. Yeah, he actually would have. He may have killed somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been why he dropped out, quote unquote. Yeah. They're like, you was... can't actually drink the blood. He's like, yeah. what? Um. Yeah, Tom Cruise spent three and a half hours every day in the makeup chair, probably because he had to hang upside down for like Ugh. three hours of that. I don't uh, know why you would agree to that. I'd be like, listen. Um, and also like, okay, make him do it once, figure out where his veins are, take a picture of it, and then recreate it every yeah. day. Why do you have to do it? It all seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, at one point in development, the role of Louis was rewritten to be a female character and Cher and Angelica Houston were considered to play this role. So no Brad Pitt and insert Cher or Angelica Houston. If Brad Pitt wasn't in this movie, it would be a trash movie. <laughs> You're like, he's the only good thing about this. Um, that was the Oprah Winfrey one, which is my favorite trivia fact about the movie. Um, 
Tandy Newton, who plays the servant in the beginning mm-hmm. that's serving them dinner and stuff. Yes. Um, that's That was her first movie with Tom Cruise, but she actually is in Mission Impossible 2. She plays the main chick in Mission oh, Impossible yeah. 2 as well. So they're in two movies together. So that's kind of a fun um, a fun little thing. Um, and then this was, I put this one in because it would have totally freaked me out. But um, they use an animatronic <laughs> Tom Cruise during the shot where Lestat is bleeding on the floor after like Claudia cuts his oh, throat, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you can kind of tell it's not great special effects. What did you think of the statue that came alive? I really, really didn't like that at the beginning <laughs> when he turns into a, when Brad Pitt turns into a vampire, he like looks up at the statue and its eyes like blink. And I was like, I really don't think I'm going to like this movie. That was like 10 minutes into it. And I was already kind of like, yeah, I think I'm out. I don't Fair. like Halloween movies though, but you love Halloween movies. You love kind of scary vampire horror, not I horror, mean, but like, yeah, you like the spookiness of the season. I do. I'm, I'm very much a Halloween is probably my favorite holiday. Really? Yeah. Like even like Christmas. Yeah. Ugh, Christmas is the best. No. Halloween's your favorite holiday, so that's a major reason why I picked Jabo for this podcast. Because like, first of all, it's two things. Interview with a Vampire, very Halloween, mm-hmm. like, well, spooky. very spooky, spooky. Um, and Brad Pitt, because J-Bo has, like, a massive, like, man crush on Brad Pitt. Just a regular crush. Just, a, just Not a even a man crush. <laughs> just a regular one. Um, All right, I got some, I have some vampire trivia for you, Jess. Some vampire trivia? Just regular vampire okay, trivia. perfect. <laughs> Hit me with it. These are questions, though. Okay. What type of vampire has only one tooth? Um, I can't pronounce any of these, so I'm just going to try Go Goaxa, Dragroar, Damphir, Vitalia. I'm gonna go with option C. Okay. Nope. <laughs> There's a sound effect and everything. Which according, one was it? I uh, it doesn't say. Ah, uh, this is the worst game ever. Uh, according to Romanian legend, how could a child be born a vampire? If a vampire danced with a pregnant, and then it cuts off. <laughs> if a vampire slept with a pregnant, then it cuts off. If a vampire stared at a pregnant, then it cuts off. If a vampire fed on a pregnant woman. I'm going to go. Dance, slept, stared, fed. I'm going to go with B. Nope. I'm really bad at this. What condition was once commonly mistaken for vampirism? Fibromyalgia, progeria, porphyria, anemia. Anemia. Well, God, I suck at this. What, this is the last one I'll do. Okay. What type of branches laid across a vampire's grave prevent it from rising at night? Ash, aspen, oak, or hawthorn? Oak. Man, I zero for four. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I have actually visited a castle in Romania that is like, was like, legend had it was like Dracula's castle. Was he there? He was not. Did you stay the night? No, gosh, no. It had a retractable roof, though, in the ballroom. Like, huge. Weird. I know. It was, I, and it was, like, mechanical, but, like, I mean, it was old. Yeah. Like, really old. Um, So, yeah, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? Uh, Of all movies ever? Yes. Probably a 4. Okay, that's about what I would give. 4 or 5. Yeah. As yeah, far I as mean, like Halloween or like spooky movies go? I would say the same. Like there's definitely good 
horror movies out there and spooky movies that are better written better yeah i mean the performance though i think was was great the biggest thing is kind of the ending and a lot of the the why i guess yeah um you know as far as i think as far as haunted movies go i'd probably get a six or a seven yeah because there are there's more bad horror movies out there that don't have it has a lot more substance i think than most horror movies yeah and just kind of I don't know. It does go on. It drags on pretty long. I think they could done, could have done a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they could have cut some in of a it shorter out. amount of time. Yeah. Um, the lastie part could have been an act one thing, and that's it. Yeah, they didn't need to bring him back. Um, I think they needed to have some closure. Yeah. Because when he got burnt up and yeah, it was kind of all f- twice, it was very fast. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he needed a pop up in the back of Christian Slater's convertible. That was a Ford little much. Mustang, no, he pops up again twice. Golden he's Gate like resurrected Ridge. twice at the end of the movie. Like yeah. he's in the house, and then also he's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like overall the that's what I would give it. Awesome. I think if you're into vampires or you like Halloween kind of spooky movies, definitely give it a watch if you haven't seen it. Um, I will probably never be watching it again. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, but uh, all in all, I it's probably the weirdest Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen as of to date. And I haven't seen all of Tom Cruise's movies. And I think there's probably a couple other that are weirder. Um, But to date, that is the weirdest Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen. So I would agree with that. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. I can't think of a a stranger one. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, Jabo, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Jessica. We're going to have to bring Jabo back. We need to bring back Jabo and Fran for an episode together. Because I think think we'd have a lot of fun with that. That would be. Maybe you guys should do Eyes Wide Shut with me. (laughs) (laughs) It could be too much. I don't think I can handle it. (laughs) I think it would be worse with the two of us. Oh, 1,000%. Than just just the one of us. Oh, my gosh. Because our only goal would be to make you feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. But that might be the only way I can make it through it. Fair. All right. Until next time on the Booze Cruise Podcast. See you next time.